Hey, sorry about that. Let's say we have an idea. We read about the idea, we hear it discussed online, the idea comes up in conversation. What's the right thing to do with an idea? How should we handle this? Well, I think there are two approaches. There's the approach of free speech, and then there's the approach of ideology. And the approach of free speech is evolutionary. It says the best thing to do with an idea is test it. Try it out. Expose the idea to the real world. And let reality be the judge. Take the bits that work and keep them. Take the bits that don't work and discard them. And then come up with a new, better idea and try it again. Iterate. I think this approach is incrementalist. It's rooted in humility. And it's empirical. It accepts the judgment of reality. And I, th I think the core value of the free speech approach is truth. Free speech doesn't think it knows the truth. It's trying to figure the truth out. It's seeking truth. The other approach is ideology. And this is religion. It's communism. It's fascism. Ide ideology does not test its ideas. It doesn't try to improve them. It tries to impose them through force. The idea is already perfect. It's already absolute. And therefore, anyone who questions the idea is attacked. In fact, anyone who even asks for evidence or challenges the existing evidence is attacked. An ideology is evidence-proof. It, it's immune to evidence. And so I think that the core value of ideology is not truth, it's purity. And so just as free speech seeks purity, ideology, sorry, just as free speech seeks out truth, ideology protects purity. And we can see this in how the two approaches treat a new idea. Free speech embraces a new idea, especially a new idea that challenges its existing ideas. It, free speech should be excited by challenge. It should say, oh, great, let's try this. Maybe we can get even better. Maybe we can get closer to the truth. While ideology feels threatened by new ideas and tends to reject them. And I think it's this sense of danger that makes ideologists eat their own. They're always guarding their idea, and therefore they always have to test the true belief of the believers. Any, any compromise, any willingness to discuss the idea makes you a heretic. And so while free speech is always testing the idea, an ideology is always testing its believers. Therefore, ideas of free speech evolve, but ideologies don't evolve. Rather, they escalate. Now, today, you see the current purity-obsessed ideologues 
reflexively resorting during debate to the ad hominem logical fallacy of attacking the person and not the idea. They label those who disagree with them as Nazis. Now, I find this very ironic because Nazis were purity obsessed and their purity obsession escalated. They started using Zyklon to kill lice and rats. And that escalated to using Zyklon B to kill homosexuals and Jews and gypsies. And even their treatment of these groups escalated based on purity. First, they just identified them. Then they said, let's kick them out of the country. Then that wasn't enough, and they had to put them into concentration camps. And finally, the final solution, genocide. Based on purity and based on escalation. So I obviously come down on the side of free speech. But I think what's fascinating and powerful evidence for this approach is that whenever I learn about an invention or a field that has progressed, it's progressed because of an incrementalist, iterative approach. It's Taleb's tinkerer, the trial and error method that doesn't have prejudice or bias as to what solution is going to work, but just tries solutions and see, sees what works that always enables the next step forward. I see this in the airplane, the engine, the light bulb, every field I look at. Progress has not come from huge steps, from geniuses. It's come from patent, uh, patient, small gains based on trial and error, based on the scientific method. And I find just the terminology very informative here. It's not trial and success. It's trial and error. We learn by making mistakes. Error teaches us. We learn by being wrong. So the history of science is a history of mistakes, of slow progress, inching towards the truth. Therefore, what are the odds, then, that the ideologists have discovered from nothing, ex nihilo, the perfect, indisputable, absolute answer, when that approach has never worked? And when they get a chance to try their ideas in reality, you get the hunger famine in the Ukraine. You get the killing fields in Cambodia. You get the cultural revolution under Mao, and you get the current starvation in Venezuela. I find it very easy to fall into ideology. Certainty is seductive. It's really wonderful to know you're right and to not have to think, to not have to question, to not be challenged. It's like a warm bath. And I, I've, I fall prey to this all the time. And that means I need to keep this truth in front of me. That ideas need to be tested, not protected. And again, this is not some esoteric idea. Because ideas 
have a real purpose. And that purpose is to help me better interface with the world, to help me connect cleanly with reality. And when I connect cleanly, I act properly and good things happen. But when I act based on bad ideas, the consequences are horrible. And so this means I need to watch for certain tendencies in myself, the tendencies that lead me towards thinking like an ideologist. And I, I think I do four things wrong. And the first is that it's so easy to latch onto confirming evidence, which is the confirmation bias, and just avoid disconfirming evidence. If we already know what's right, why would we ever even consider evidence that goes against that idea? It must be wrong. But this approach is a problem. Second, resorting to ad hominems, attacking the person, not the idea. When I start doing that, I know I'm in trouble. Third, appeal to purity, especially forbidding contact with anyone who disagrees. If I start to get upset that someone I know has talked to or even, even met with someone who disagrees with one of my ideas, does that upset me? And that's also a red flag. And finally, do I ever excuse or justify violence by those who agree with me, who are on the same side? That's very telling language, the same side. All right, I have to go. I'll catch you later.